Santa Claus here. Are you looking for the perfect Christmas gift for that special someone? Well, look no further than tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. They've got all the best Nicolas Cage related merch. And perhaps you have a favorite co-host. Well, they've all got merch too. <laughs> Make my job a little bit easier and get some great stuff for that special person in your life. Again, that's tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. <laughs> and don't worry about how many cookies they bribe me with to do this ad. <laughs> Merry Christmas. For sure. You know, everybody should go back and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the episode of the cameo game on All You Can Hear. Yeah, the Not this show. Comes <laughs> Not this show. No games is all we had on this Yeah, because we're totally recording. No games, all prizes. Actually, we're going to have a game in a couple weeks. We yeah, got the we impression are. game coming up after Leguizamo Day. This is true. Oh, so excited. Yeah. Here on Jonathan Eating. <laughs> Yeah, here's some ASMR for you folks out there. I don't think that quite. Oh God, stop! No, there's a lot of look. There's a lot of pressure. We have a live studio audience tonight. We do actually have an audience tonight. There's a lot of goddamn pressure on us. No, no, I never did expect that this would this would be the first live installment. Of any show on the AYCH <laughs> network. Odd. You know, like, like we're moving on up, though. Because like I was yeah. telling you guys earlier, here on Caging Greatness, the show where we discuss the films of Nicolas Cage about half the time and also how Thomas <laughs> Jefferson is a massive prick, <laughs> we've, you know, we've looked into some stuff. We've talked about getting a Patreon, and I keep meaning to look into that. But you know their app is fucking awful? Yeah, the, yeah, app, is the app is ass. Yeah. Uh, maybe just do an OnlyFans. I can start off. I'll start off naked, and people pay me to put my clothes on. Or just great. use the site instead of the app. Yeah, no, that would work. Uh, I, I, you know, I, we did do the cameo game, and I looked into getting a cameo. I was curious. <laughs> yes. And uh, if we pooled all of our followers together between All You Can Hear and Cajun Greatness, we are only 19,800 away from qualifying for our own cameo. So, so yeah, so there, there's a, a prerequisite <laughs> to joining cameo. Yes. They don't just let any old asshole on there. Well, my goodness! If I can sweet yeah. talk uh, the almost thousand that I got back in the that cannon or, that cannon guy army on Twitter, <laughs> we will have slightly more than we need. Look, I think what we can do is we can just ask. It's Tanner. a start. At it's least. a start. We asked Tanner to ask his forty-five million friends that he apparently knows everyone. In the I mean, Tanner is state. very connected on Twitter. Get him to just. The signal boost. Like, if everyone, like, follow, I, we don't I, need them to actually care. We just need them to follow long enough to get us signed up for I, I love how we're just like, please, Sander, can you do us a solid and just sort of, like, beg and scrape and bow your famous Twitter friends to, like... We promise to stop shit-talking you for at least 
a week. I, Maybe make, two. I make no promises. <laughs> as long as it's serviceable to our needs. <laughs> we promise to stop publicly shit-talking you for at least a week. Oh, no, I call some shit-talk back because y'all are shit-talking uh, me on his episode. Yeah, a couple of, he started that, though. <laughs> and you know what? I continued it. <laughs> I didn't tell him to stop. I mean, I, I didn't say I never said it. Yeah, because I know there was some conspicuous editing in that episode. There were two bits of editing, okay? One. Oh, you tell us what was edited out. <laughs> I would love to tell you what most of the editing was, but Tana would be genuinely upset. <laughs> uh, it was hilarious at the time, and I stand by everything I said about his Twitter history, but uh, <laughs> oh, he God didn't want... <laughs> That's a bit for the boys. Yeah. So, you know, these things happen. It's part of the all-you-can-hear lore now. Yeah, the secret lawyer, only we can have access to. That's right. <laughs> anyway, on today's show, we actually do have something to talk about. It's not it's, Nicolas Cage. It's not Nicolas Cage. You know, because it's been almost a month since we talked about <laughs> Nicolas Cage. You know, because I once said, you know, don't worry, guys, you'll get at least one cage a month. And now who has that in their face? To be fair, this month has been pretty squiffy for scheduling. Yeah, yeah. This is this is our one mulligan. You know, we get one month where we don't get caged. Right, because we had December second scheduled as an open day, which we had to then move Leguizamo Day to. Yeah. So Damn. you know, it, stuff got moved around. We're gonna get to it uh, on like December eighth, I think. So I think it's I think it's Leguizamo Day, and then Trapped in Paradise, and then the game that we're playing, which and then one more cage, and then uh, yeah, and then the cages. Yeah, our, end, our year in award show. I'm so excited that we're doing our award show. Yeah, that makes me very happy. And that inside. reminded me to write down and solidify the rules for the game we're playing, which is a thing I remember to do in the shower last night and totally forgot by the time I got out. So yeah, you were practicing impressions in the shower and you thought of rules, didn't you? <laughs> no, I just thought of how we you could actually make liar. it a game. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, we're doing the impressions I'm, thing. Yeah, yeah, we're doing the impressions game. Friend of the show, Joe, is foaming at the mouth. He is ready for He's this game. He's been waiting for a long time. It's going to be fun. And don't worry, Joe, your patience will not be vain. <laughs> we will get to it One of the things I thought about, because it's... You know, it's a it's a weird squiffy way about getting points and whatnot. But I thought when we'll talk about it more. But the basic idea is going to be whoever draws the impression, you want ever somebody to guess it because you get a point. Whoever guesses the thing gets two points. That way you don't sabotage everybody else. Because ah. like if the first person to guess it correctly gets the points, then there's no real incentive for the person doing the impression to do it well. Because I'm like, la da 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 da. Who was that? That was Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, the fuck it wasn't. You're just cheating. So, you know, we're, we're, I'm working out some kinks, but I think I got it pretty well settled. He's nice. nice. putting a plan together. Right. But today, we're actually doing Cannon's birthday episode. Happy Simple. belated birthday, yeah, Cannon. It's been a long time coming. The day of the recording, several... Several days after his birthday, the day of the release, even more days after. But <laughs> we're doing it. Yes, it's so, finally here. Uh, Cannon. Yes. I'm going to introduce everyone, like always. To my right, Jonathan. I'm here and I'm shitting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just took the first solid shit I've had in God. quite a while, <laughs> like about five minutes ago. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, there we go. It's, uh, it's an like there's literally still a toilet paper hanging at the back of their pants. <laughs> Just like DDP <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, to Jonathan's right. Uh, hello, it's, it's Pile Driver Pat. Ah, and fancy. And then the birthday boy. Who better than Cannon? 
It's yeah. that Canon guy, and uh, uh, we're not sponsored by them, but Wendy's has a damn fine uh, jalapeno popper spicy chicken sandwich. You know, I finally tried their new fries. Yeah. They were very they good. They were really good. Very good. That crisp game is on point yeah, now. Yeah, like seasoned well. They were delicious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so for today's birthday episode... I'm going to turn it over to Cannon, and he's going to tell everybody what we watched and how much he loves it. And then we, you know, we'll do our rating system and whatnot, and you'll know, do our normal thing. So, Cannon, if yeah. you would. Well, uh, happy birthday to me. I got to show everybody the 2000 classic Ready to Rumble starring David Arquette, Scott Kahn, Oliver Platt, and so many former WCW alumni. Just WCW wrestlers all over your face, neck, and chest. Well, it's almost as if the movie was made during an episode of Nitro. That'd be silly. <laughs> <laughs> Talking crazy. the thought. But um, a little bit of history. Um, as a shock to no one, um, huge wrestling fan. We, we're all uh, wrestling fans here. What? What? Uh, wrestling? Never heard of her. <laughs> and... Um, I uh, WCW was an interesting uh, situation in the year 2000 as someone who grew up, uh, started watching wrestling in 98, and a couple years later, uh, shit just hit the fan, but not in, not in a good way, if there even is a good way to use that analogy. But um, this little movie came out, and little me saw it in theaters, and I, I mean, you know... When you're young, you love everything. And uh, honestly, not much has changed, though. <laughs> but before I get into the nitty-gritty, I, I, this is the moment I've been waiting on. Moment of truth. I want to canvas the area. And Pat and Jonathan had not seen this movie before. Nope. Mm-hmm. First time. With that being said, <coughs> this is the first time you had seen it in about a decade or so? About 10 years, yeah. All right. I'm going to start off with you then. What okay. did you think? We got some finger rumble, gun pointed at you there, Shim. Oh, how weird is that finger? <laughs> oh. uh, all right. Bang. Oh, God. Oh. Well, there you go. Okay. No. Oh, no. Uh, the audience is pointing oh, a gun at us. Oh, I feel like I am under duress. <laughs> I did not agree to audience participation in getting guns pointed. No. Oh, hell, I'm being repressed. <laughs> so it's been about 10 years since I've seen the movie. Yes. And, you know, back then... When the death of WCW, the slow, agonizing, ridiculous Russo death was yep. still raw. Not <laughs> raw, like money. Uh, whoa. Uh, you know, I didn't look fondly on this movie. I loved little cameos. I always thought it was interesting that John Cena's in the fucker, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I didn't like it. But rewatching it now with some distance from the emotional pain, because I was a WCW <laughs> guy, absolutely was. Right up until Sting won the title at 7.15 on the Nitro night and lost it at 9.20. That's when I stopped. It was the same night The Rock turned face against Shane McMahon and left the corporation. Roy, that was seems really familiar considering like we watched the night before. <laughs> so, uh... It was Survivor Series. It was, it was 2021 <laughs> Survivor Series. And apparently it was terrible. It was, they were just stroking that nostalgic cock for The Rock. All night long, <laughs> teasing the tip like he was going to show up. And guess what happened? He isn't fucking there. He's not even in the country. No, yeah. and he, 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 he didn't even acknowledge it, the history of the date and anywhere. He was talking about cheat meals on Instagram. Incredible. <laughs> Roll Tide. So the point is, I didn't like this movie then. Rewatching it after the first time in about 10 years, 
God, it's so fun. Four stars. No, I, oh, wow. I, and, like, there are a couple bits that are problematic. Yeah. Is it, most things. Like, a movie that's that 21 watched. years old doesn't age gracefully. Wait, you mean they don't erase the bad bits? Holy and, uh, shit. I, I honestly... No, this I'm, isn't the Peacock. Oh, I'm excited peacock to see how this level of problematic stacks up against the pest. I don't think he's going to be close. <laughs> pest is worse. I am I am like 98% sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because like, at least this was endearing. I don't know right. if the pest was going to be uh, charming. I'm excited for you guys to watch it. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, no, I, I enjoyed this very much. Uh, even David Arquette's manic cocaine-fueled performance. You know, like yeah. I said, four stars. I, I, you know, it, it really hadn't been that long since I'd seen it, and even I f- keep forgetting Getting how fucking psychotic David Arquette is in this movie. Yeah, it's he was insane. But I also love it. It comes full circle in a way. Yeah. Um. So, oh God, here we go now. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I'm not even. I'm not even going to be upset if you just hated it. Or if anyone hated it, I knew going in. I'm not. I was like. Look, I know what I'm in for, okay? <laughs> so, that being said, Jonathan, okay. give it to me straight, man. All right. <laughs> straight shooting. Straight shooting with cannon. Pew, 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 TM, 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 all that. But before. I honestly don't know how I feel. Because. You do this to me a lot. Because, like, this movie has a reputation of being one of the worst movies ever made. And it is terrible. Like, like, and, and yeah, I'm not going to mince words. It's, it's not good by any means, but I think, like, putting it next to, like, I don't know. John Carpenter's Vampires. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't get why that's a meme, but go continue. Because it's terrible. I know. Oh, God. But uh. I don't know, so... <laughs> I, I just because there, there, there's a lot I I found really enjoyable because this movie is like taking crystal meth. <laughs> like it wasn't even about five minutes in. And I, I just I just announced to everybody. I'm like, David Arquette needs to be in jail. <laughs> You can say that several times throughout the film. Yeah. I, because, I love uh, you, David uh, Arquette. I, I love a whole you. variety. Or, or let me rephrase, Ever. say that David Arquette's character, not like <laughs> David Arquette himself. Gordy uh, needs to be in jail. G- Gordy definitely needs to be in jail. Like, like the thing is, is like everyone else is kind of like at that like late 90s, early 2000s sex comedy sort of character. And then like... David Arquette is channeling his Tom Green from Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> oh, wow. And, yeah. and, and this movie is kind of like a really toned down version of that. And, and Freddy Got Fingered is fucking Watch. cinema. cinema. It, is, it. it is a masterpiece. Watch I will it. not be told otherwise. I will not be silent. Watch it. <laughs> If I look on Letterboxd and Freddy got fucking fingered has a higher score than this. Don't worry. I'll look. No, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't want to know. Are you going to dodge Jonathan on air? <laughs> no. I don't have either of these people. I know. I know. <laughs> but right now, because uh, I, I will say, like, the, the first half is a lot stronger. 
yeah. than the second half, and I, we'll probably get into that. Because, like, towards the second half, I, my eyes were kind of glazing over. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of sitting, like, two and a half, three. Okay. All right. I was, I was, like, super interested because, like, someone who probably has, like, besides, like, the videos that you've probably seen and us talking mm-hmm. about the, the late days, the dying days of WCW. Yeah. And then you're like, holy shit, they also made a movie. <laughs> uh. All right. Pile driver Pat. That's right. What we got? I'll put you through this table. Oh, wow. Well, let's move the computers first. <laughs> this table is not that sturdy. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, honestly, I don't know how long it's going to stand up just with regular pressure on it, <laughs> let alone a human body. But anyway, uh, this movie is, it hits a weird thing with my, my brain. Like, I was not watching wrestling at the time, but I was sort of just culturally assaulted by wrestling. Uh, and because, like, you know, this this is around the time I was in, like, elementary school, fourth grade. So everybody I yeah. knew was in wrestling. So, like, I have all these, like, oh, I recognize that person, even though, like, <coughs> I wasn't cognizant of who they were until much later now with adult vision and hindsight. So, so that, it, has, it has a really, like, warm, like, spot. Because, like, oh, this still is really nostalgic for, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. So, like, oh, this... this the whole movie is filmed like an ad in a Nintendo Power magazine from <laughs> 1998. This, this movie is the most 2000s movie to ever 2000. Because there's literally one scene where Dave Arquette... They have a, like a, they have a fucking Mountain Dew bottle held in front of the camera when he's just mean mugging it. God. Um, but to the actual movie itself, it is... But the fucking insane, and it's like this. It doesn't know like what it wants to be. It, it feels like it wants to celebrate wrestling, but it's also like making fun of wrestling, not in in a like a tongue in cheek way, but also making fun of wrestling fans. It's like it's like I don't know what its point is because like it's it's very conflicting in that regard, but. I had a fucking blast with this movie. <laughs> like, I was hee-hawing throughout this whole fucking ride. Like, and <laughs> it's unhinged, and I I feel like I have to give it four stars. <laughs> because, like, it's, like, in every, like, uh, critical way a failure of a film but <laughs> goddamn, is it just an entertaining ride to hell I, I will say now that I've seen it Criterion make this part of your collection you <laughs> cowards you see this, this, this episode of the show is also my campaign to get the 4k blu-ray restoration happening we we got to get the ball rolling, okay? Pat, you got to we got to remember to tag all of these people when we. Do oh no, I made a list. Oliver <laughs> Platt, David Arquette, the it, young bucks, Tony. I wrote them down on that pen yeah. pad yeah, in front of you. Oh my god! Wow, I am actually shocked. Um, well, like I said, I've seen this movie many times. I wore it out as a child again. Uh, granted, I I knew. Even as a child, I knew WCW was in a bad place back then. Oh, just sure. watching, I was like, this is terrible. And, like, that's when I transitioned from, you know, flipping the channels to just, like, straight up watching Raw. And um, I could never watch SmackDown because who the fuck had UPN? Um, I actually had UPN. Really? I had UPN. Holy, what? 
Was I the only motherfucker that didn't hey, have VPN back then? I'm what sorry. We, there was, there's actually kind of a town meeting. We need to exclude <laughs> the Cannon Jr. over there. Didn't, That's so hurtful. Didn't you live in Mississippi at the time? Yes. I mean, that could explain it. Yeah, they, they said, you know, Mississippi, you're not getting Channel 2. <laughs> but I'm um, too young to remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, see, back in the day, my 68 was actually called UPN. It's like... And then it became at the CW. Because, because of WB and my 68, they had like a merger, and now it's the CW. Yeah. Oh, okay. Television history, everyone. Yes. yes. The more you know. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, there are just so many, like, small nuggets in this movie that even as a wrestling fan that I appreciate, just like the scene where um, King and Paige are having their first match and they're calling their spots and, you know, stuff like that, all the in-house terminology that they use. I mean, it's a wrestling movie. Of course, they have to throw that shit out there. And, um, and again, it is such a product of its time. There's a scene where literally David Arquette, who was the spokesperson for 1-800-COLLECT, was using a payphone that had the 1-800-COLLECT logo on it. C-A-L-L-A-T-T. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> That's a throwback. Although I, I more so remember Carrot Top doing the Call Collect commercials. Yeah, he was on... You know what this movie, like the whole aesthetic reminds me of? What's that? Have you guys seen Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? <laughs> of course. Yes. You know the dudes in the Jeep that scream about Mountain Dew and Doritos? Yeah. That's this movie. This movie... I don't agree with that, but okay. <laughs> uh, Pat can, uh, can agree with me on this. This was our hometown. Like, all these oh, characters yeah. <laughs> were fucking Brookwood, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, because like it, it, I, I couldn't quite figure out where they were. It's just like nondescript, podunk town. Well, the trashy parts were supposed to be in Georgia, I think, Atlanta, Georgia, like outskirts of Atlanta. Yeah, you know what? I'll take somebody's word for it. There's, yeah, a, there's a, it's supposed to, uh, most of this movie supposed to be based in uh, one of the Dakotas because, uh, strangely enough, that's where Bischoff's from, who was not in this movie. Yeah. He, he was. Yeah. Planned to be, but, yeah. th- but then he got the can. Like yeah. Gordy's hometown, they're in Wyoming, Lusk, Wyoming. Oh, not Dakota, Wyoming. <laughs> and then uh, close enough. Yeah, King is from Georgia. And then the main fight was in New York, or yeah. no, the main fight was one of them was in New York. The, well, the first, the first like, scuffle was in New York. Then the final, like actual ones, in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I. There are bits here, there, a couple of lines of dialogue that are, you know, eh, not not so uh, nice in uh, today's <laughs> era. Uh, but, you know, what can you do? Uh, th- that aside, um, this movie has so many wrestlers that I grew up watching. Some of them actually got lines. Uh, a referee got a fucking line in this. Oh, Charles Robinson. Well, little, little Nate? I don't think calling him Little Nate is a good thing anymore. <laughs> well, definitely not. But that's yeah. the only thing I knew because I forgot his real name. Yeah. <laughs> or his name. No, I think I, it's actually Charles okay, Robinson. Okay, that's, that's, that's his real name? Yeah. Not a shooting it? No, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that they've only started recently gimmicking their names. Makes sense. Yeah. What, but when is the eyebrow ref from WWE going to get a movie? Probably never. You know what? Solidarity was all the very iconic uh, referees. <laughs> Aubrey, we're, you know, we're going we're gonna to make something for you. I mean, when they make 12 rounds four, I, they'll probably cast him. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe as a henchman or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, fuck it. I mean, we'll talk, we're going to talk about this movie. Um, I'm giving it four and a half. I know it's not a good film. However... 
this this movie just makes me feel good. It's stupid, and it's a, I, I put it in the same ballpark as um, as a hot rod. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a, around like the same level. <laughs> yeah. Hot yeah. rod. But um, yeah. Um, uh, as like I said, like it probably doesn't deserve a four and a half, but my heart says four and a half, and that's what I'm getting. I mean, we we talk plenty of times of like you know you get the quality of a film if there can be such a thing, yeah. and then like your enjoyment level and how that could supersede like the critical level of it. Yeah. Cause I even yeah. shocked myself because I showed this to Liz a couple of years ago. And um, um, she did not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> not an unexpected result. I mean, I didn't expect her to enjoy it, to be honest. So, but uh, as as it being a um, product of, I guess, wrestling lore in a way, I um, wanted to share it, and it being like one of my most fun watches ever. Like tonight, I was actually shocked at how much fun I watched. Uh, how much fun I had watching it again. Like, honestly, the one of the things I enjoyed the most was you and Pat reacting to it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. I mean, that, that's that's my favorite thing about any <laughs> situation where we're, we're like, we just group watch something and just people just react like, no, ma'am. I just like, what? <laughs> and I fucking knew you were going to love it. I didn't want to say anything, but I knew it had just enough pee-pee-poo-poo for you to just fucking have a ball with it. I knew it. God. I fucking knew it. Literally shit dripping while they're dying. eating lunch next to a dripping pipe of shit water. Yeah. yeah no. And, I wouldn't even qualify that as water. That was just sludge. Uh, it's just straight doo-doo. That's sewage. I just want to give like a quick synopsis of what this movie actually is, and then we can just like talk about whatever the hell we want. <laughs> um, these uh, two guys, uh, Gordy and uh, Sean. Yeah. Sean. Sean. Ooh, yeah. Ends up getting the, one of the best names ever. But anyway, they are huge wrestling fans. They go to a WCW Nitro to see their favorite wrestler, Jimmy King, and it's a... Double cross backstage because the boss of WCW uh, named Titus Sinclair uh, is like, you know what? We're going to pull a screw job on old King and DDP at your time. We're going to give you the belt. They beat his ass up. He's downtrodden. He's fucking flat broke now. And then uh, the two fans, uh, Gordy and Sean, they want to they wanna get him up. They want to get him back on that high horse, get him that strap back. So they sneak him into another nitro. And then that leads to a big match with them at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And by God, let's talk about how we got there. Oh, my God. (laughs) God. It's like we fucking start off uh, with Dookie. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, because they they are uh, porta potty people. Yeah, they clean out. Uh, porta potties you know, and and uh, it, it's a septic The opening scene takes place in a fucking truck stop where uh, Gordy is just sucking down this sugary drink and is in a um, sugar coma and starts daydreaming about standing up to the dickhead own, um, store clerk that's there, played by he's Zappa. Some, it's a uh, Frank Zappa's kid, right? Yeah, is it Dwezel or whatever? I, I I should know they, they all have like weird funky names. I know Moon Unit Zappa, but I don't know the others. I have IMDb on my fucking phone pulled up. Mm. Yeah. Oh, y'all want to know a uh, a weird fact? Sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Apparently, my uh, 
me making the connection between this and Freddy Got Fingered <laughs> is not... They're not too dissimilar because David Arquette's character and Tom Green's character are both Gordy. Huh. Shut up. No. That's... That's interesting. That is interesting. Ahmet Zappa. That's what it is. Yes, what a... What, that's shockingly normal for Frank's. And I might be wrong, but, you know, that um, We Will Rock You um, remix, I guess. I believe he was behind that. Could be. Let me look. Uh, I actually own the soundtrack. I bought the soundtrack. I had the CD. <laughs> A lot of kid rock on that CD. Oh, I, oh yeah. I, I do think it's funny that this... That we watched this on the day that apparently Kid Rock had released a new music. And a great tweet I saw was that Weird Al saying, Hey guys, that new uh, Kid Rock uh, feature, um, that's not me pretending to be Kid Rock. That's actually <laughs> Kid Rock. Thanks that's, for like, shout me out though. It's like a fucking SNL bit. Okay, so the We Will Rock You was actually. DJ Hurricane and Scott Whalen. Oh, never mind. I was way off. I know Ahmed Zappa did a song on that soundtrack. Weasel Zappa did the Diamond Dallas Page theme for this one. Okay, so maybe his Ken did a song on the soundtrack. Somebody with the last name Zappa did a song Hang on that, that goddamn that soundtrack. That might be. It might be the same. I'm looking again. This is Wikipedia. Let me look. But uh, I just want to talk about the no, fact that no, there's different different Zappas. Cool. That they were both Zappas though. We got. One of the greatest scenes in movie history, and I will not hear any hooting and hollering about it otherwise. <laughs> this motherfucker, in his dream, there's a, first of all, there's a poster board cutout of Macho Man and Gorgeous George from WCW at the time. And then he just, they just start yelling at each other. There's a lot of glare coming over that dome of yours, anus I, I, as, as I actually fucking love that line. That sounds like a <laughs> canonism, honestly. Yeah. That and, sounds like something you would say. And like, it slowly starts to turn into an actual wrestling match because the clerk, his, his shirt, all of his clothes turn into actual wrestling gear. And then the cutouts of Macho Man and Gorgeous George actually become the real life counterparts. <laughs> and in, they've, they, this movie turned a store into a wrestling ring or a ring into a store. It doesn't matter. How do you do that? Movie fucking magic. That's how you do it. You that. know what? It it's, it's, great. it's a great setup for a gimmick match that I'm honestly sad that we didn't get. Supermarket sweep these nuts like are you kidding me just like shit was falling off the shelves it was great disruptible environments that's what people want AEW you got a game coming out put that as a DLC closest thing was probably that Stone Cold Booker T grocery fight which is still great. I yeah. still watch that. And like, Booker T's also in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, Star Ready to Rumble, Booker T. <laughs> Same with Prince Iokea. Yes, and Van fucking Hammer. Still, and Disco Inferno. If, you ha- if, if you're confused as to who these people are, don't bother looking them up. <laughs> Not <laughs> worth it. Um, but, uh, oh, my God. And this is also, I mean, we see, we see it in the blooper reel at the end of the movie. In this scene, uh, at least in one of the takes, Oliver Platt, who plays Jimmy King, who pops up in this um, daydream, uh, accidentally, real life hit Macho Man in the face. <laughs> oh oh like, yeah, legit. And uh, oh man, I haven't like looked up any stories or anything, but oh my god, I'm surprised the man lived. Yeah, no, that was very kind of Macho to let him not. It, know, just, it's either that or he just didn't feel it, or he was safe because he didn't look like Hulk Hogan. 
Yeah, no, he just probably just like, oh, Hogan did this. Damn it! You look like you look like me, man. You got the black hair and the beard. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Kevin was really straining hard. His face to make that macho man. Well, you got to. You gotta make well, well, I mean, fucking macho man. man always looks like he's having a goddamn aneurysm. <laughs> you have to do the face to make the voice right. But, I, mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I know that's part and parcel. I was like worried until like and, the sinews in his face would start start and, ripping. And so when. Um, um, when Gordy sna- gets snapped out of it by his friend Sean, uh, notices, hey, man, you sucked down all the drink. What if I wanted some? He goes, oh, it's all right. I'll get you another one. Proceeds to – he, he they, they take a bit from Mall Rats. They take a Kevin Smith bit where he just fucking stink palms this dude, shoves his hand up his crack, lets it marinate in the juices for a bit, and then – I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> No, no, sir. No, sir. Pulled his no. no. It even made a sound when he pulled his hand out of his butt. Did you hear it? Yeah. It was like. <laughs> I don't think it had to break that vacuum seal, though. I don't think David, I don't think David Arquette wiped his ass. He's like one of those guys. David Arquette's like one of those celebrities who doesn't bathe. No, he's one of those. Yeah, that fucking revelation. He's he's one of those celebrities that farts and says, "Wow, that one's gonna itch later." (laughs) (laughs) Look at you, Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) Allegedly, the the stinkiest. Allegedly, the motherfucker admitted. He admitted it. What's funny about about the stinky celebrity bit? It's like people are sort of like parlaying that. It's like, yeah, um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're getting the groundswell for you know getting people used to stinky celebrities. That when the water water shortage comes, when from global warming, these people will still be heroes to us. That's fucking dystopian, and these people need to go outside and touch fucking grass. <laughs> oh God! Get off, get offline. Just log off. This is around the time we meet uh, Gordy's dad, who is a police officer. Yeah. Who like rolls up on his friend Sean and uh, pats him down and cups his nuts. <laughs> that did happen. It was just like, what are these? Those are my nuts. He said, don't you wish you were on the other side of this conversation? He goes, well, you want me to be cupping your nuts? <laughs> I like that bit. I like that line. That was good. It was so, that whole interaction is so weird and uncomfortable because it never comes up again. It's just this one scene where yeah. a dude just... Just copping a feel. Just getting a handful. I mean, yeah. It's just, just like so many just like... I mean, you see this, there's like so many movies that came out around the same time that just like beat the same joke dead like a thousand times over. Yeah. But, um, and of course, you know, uh, like, hey, Gordy, wrestling's fake. And then we, then we get the idea of what kind of character David Arquette is in this movie because, let, let me move the mic back a little bit. Hold on. Oh. And, and when his father tells him wrestling is fake. Hey, hey, hey can't. I'll, I'll do it. Wrestling's fake. Okay. Wrestling's not <laughs> I like wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, say, Kanan's not wrong. I, I would say David Arquette, like, shrieks. Like, about, oh my God, 60% of his dialogue. I really don't think he's playing a character most of the time. Does it seem like. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. Like, he's just giving off, like, mad, like, weird kid energy. Also, we need to put some respect on the name. This is former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. 
David Arquette. Yes. Yep. Former WCW World Heavyweight Champion. I, I do. So he's like, my whole thought process in watching the movie, David Arquette has this energy about him <laughs> that feels like he was just an insane person that walked onto set that they couldn't get to leave. They're just like, fuck it. We're just going to film the movie with, with him in it. <laughs> and everybody's just trying to like do their part. And he's just like hollering. Pat, that that was definitely the amphetamines. <laughs> you know, I don't know what sort of substance abuse he may or may not have been a part of, but or he, that could have been all natty David Arquette in this movie. Who's to say? <laughs> he, he's just like I'm this crazy naturally. It's like we're like this all the time. God, see, like I actually like David Arquette. It's like I. Uh, I I always thought he got a bad he got the bad end of the stick deal with the whole WCW booking thing. It yeah, wasn't even know. his idea. He didn't even want. I, to I agree. Do it. Yeah, like the way like people get like so butthurt over David Arquette winning. I'm like, come the on. The fact that people think that David Arquette winning the WCW World Title is worse than fucking Snooki having a pinfall victory at WrestleMania. Snooki has an undefeated streak at WrestleMania, technically. God damn it. I mean, that's not even the worst part of WCW at that time. Yeah. I'd argue the finger poke of doom yes. was much worse. And that was like a yeah. whole year, over yeah. a year before that, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it, I, I mean, WCW was going to die. Yeah, it was already dead in the water it, it at this point. It was a slow decline. And, <laughs> and then, like... David Arquette when he was just sort of like the death kill. And like then oh, Russo made himself champion not long after that. Yeah. So, and like, oh, yeah. And come on, really, that's more, like, that's less offensive than David Arquette. He, he was just unfairly made a pariah. And plus, like, he's gone out of his way to, like, make amends. Like, he, he donated all of his money, like, a lot of his money, like, as a champion, as from the movie, to just, like, uh, uh, just to help stuff and just, like, uh, get away Owen's with Owen's family and Pillman's family, yeah. if I remember right, yeah. Like, like he w- tried his best to make the uh, the try his best to yeah. to make good from this situation. It's like yeah. I, if I if I remember correctly, I think all of the earnings from his I guess WCW shit went to their families. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he split it halfway between the two of them. Hell yeah, that's fucking awesome. And plus, mm-hmm. he the 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 I guess documentary you can't kill David Arquette. It's amazing. I still need to watch. Oh it, it, it's a great film. It, like, I, I I highly recommend. Like it. oh my god, this dude. I mean, say what you will about him. He he still loves wrestling, and he respected it enough to say, you know what? I want a legit run. I don't want that dead WCW shit to be my final chapter in wrestling. And you know what? Good on him. He wrestled a fucking death match with Nick Gage and almost died. Yeah. Literally. Jesus Christ. And like he went to Mexico, he to learn to wrestle, and he like he earned his stripes. I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Wrestled on Impact a few times, I believe. Had a <laughs> um, had a fucking main event match against like Mr. Anderson in that documentary somewhere. I yeah. mean, I don't know what show it was, but it was a big fucking deal wherever it was. Yeah. But but we're not talking about that. We're talking about David Arquette in the year two thousand. <laughs> Uh, a WCW champion at this at the time of the, the film's release, I think. Uh, right, right about the same time. Yeah. I don't remember the exact because because him winning it was promotion for the movie, right? Yeah, Basically. yeah. Because like if I want if I remember correctly, it was like a couple of weeks after the movie dropped because it was bombing, and they and they were trying to like get the word out for it. But um, anyway, these two wrestling fans they are off to see their favorite wrestler Jimmy King. In a match that's not even a pay-per-view. 
It's not even a pay-per-view. He's wrestling DDP. Mm-hmm. But I smell a screw job. Uh-oh. Or that could just be the gallons of shit water that they're covered in at all times in this movie. Right. The, the whole f- the whole film has a, like a like a greasy film over top of it. I can't even talk about that yet because we got to talk about uh, the the shit scene, the shit sucking scene, where he jinxed. <laughs> That's why Jimmy King lost. Remember. Yeah, because he sucked his buddy down the toilet. You see, again, they work with porta potties and they clean, you know, the doo doo chamber out of the porta potties. And apparently, they uh, Gordy does this thing where every time Sean has to take a shit, he'll put the vacuum in while he's in there and suck his butt in the, in the toilet. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> that's a great way to give your buddy a pink sock. But <laughs> but he's like, "Don't do it, man. Jimmy King's gonna lose tonight if you do it." He goes, oh, "I'm not gonna do it." But he has his fingers crossed behind him and whatnot. And then, of course, he just sucks his butt down to a butt. He does get a vertical suplex on the ground for his troubles, which I did read that all of. Uh, uh, Gordy stunts were performed by the Hurricane yeah. Shane Helms. Yeah, and, and uh, Canyon did the stunts for the movie too. For the King, yeah. for King. Yeah, but, yeah. And then uh, the guy who played was Sean. Yeah, he did all of his. He own did stuff. his own shit. Yeah, I mean the dudes was pretty dead. Like they, like Sean, like Sean's. After I forget his name right now, Scott Con. I think. Scott yeah, okay, Scott I'm gonna say he was a fucking Chad in this movie. Like, <laughs> square ass jaw, just fucking chest out. He was a Chad. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, he's got the NSYNC Backstreet Boys. Haircut. Honestly, he still kind of looks like that. No shade. Also, I have to mention this just because it comes up later. Uh, Sean is in in love with this girl that works at this burger place. And uh, was her name Brittany? Yeah. Yeah. And um, but there's also another girl there that is really obsessed with Sean, and he's an idiot that just can't realize it. Also, Dave Arquette needed to settle the fuck down with him. <laughs> <laughs> he was stressing me out in that fucking like. Motherfucker. I mean, he, <laughs> drive through just like hollering like nasty this shit. Is the first time ever, I was. I'm very glad we had subtitles on because. The way he was, like, guttural screaming some of those lines, still to this day, some of the lines he delivered, I had no idea what he was saying. So now I know exactly what I he was I love it. His club catching just like, yeah, David Arquette didn't say this, or this is what the script said. We're just putting that in the CC. It's like, uh, David Arquette did not say, the Britney's bare-ass buffet. <laughs> that was a redub. But they, they go to Nitro, and uh, we get a shot of Titus Sinclair um, talking to Bill Goldberg and Diamond Dallas Page, two actual WCW wrestlers at the time, former now, obviously. Mm. And... Um, he tells him to finish, you know, King's going to go over, he's going to keep his belt because he has the longest undefeated streak in wrestling history in this universe. Evidently. <laughs> and has one of the sexiest looking versions of the big gold, the big silver I've ever seen. God, it's just all silver and like the, the world and the words on it are gold. It's just, mm, it's a pretty belt. Which, which uh, we may not see. May or may not see it in the house soon because Cannon is on a belt buying streak, so uh, he might just have that commission. Kenny Omega is no longer the belt collector, <laughs> and he has to relinquish his belts right now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah no, he's got zero belts now. Yeah, no except belts. Except like the ones he uses for his pants. I had like technically two more belts than Kenny had when he was the belt collector. Yeah, yeah, no, technically. I, I didn't have to. Uh, I didn't have to pin nobody. <laughs> I had to pay money, but you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he, the only pin he had was his pin number two. His exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, and then we find out Titus is um, you know, uh, sick of King shit because he's even late at this point. King's not even there. Um, so. 
Titus goes, you know what, DDP, tonight's your night. Just, yeah, just wait for the sign. I was like, okay, all right, cool. So we get to the match, and King comes out and fucking raps, and it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You want to see me make DDP my puppet dog bitch tonight? Yeah! And Gordy's just, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over how fucking insane that cat is. <laughs> like, he was just shit in his pants the entire movie. Just blo- like, surprised there wasn't a fucking hole in the back from just all the fucking methane gas he's pushing out. Like, like motherfucker spontaneously can bust because he's farting so much. If I, if I remember correctly, I think this bit was like, um, on a sound stage, like they had to recreate like an arena looking scenario and you know, bravo to them. Like it was a very small arena, but it still looked like an arena. Nonetheless, it was, it was was small, but stratified. It it had the quote unquote, to quote Tony Schiavone here, the uh, blown up cat ass WCW logo that they were (laughs) using. God, that was the worst WCW logo in the history of WCW. It was bad. It was very bad. It, it didn't look like anything. Every no. time I saw it, I didn't think WCW. I thought, what the fuck is that trying to say? Yeah. It was not good. It was not good at all. But so screw job. Worse screw- than Montreal. Um, poor Jimmy King. <laughs> poor Jimmy King got his ass handed to him. Not only did DDP and his goons get him, but... His own pals turned on him. The King's Court started kicking the shit out of him. Sean and Gordy are losing their fucking minds. At this point, they're ringside. They're trying to jump the barricade, right? Yeah. It is serious fucking business. (laughs) And then we see a move that I don't think we see enough of in wrestling. The four-post massacre. Four wrestlers, if I remember correctly, it was Juventud Guerrero, Mm -hmm. Prince Iakea, Bam Bam Bigelow, and was it Van Hammer? I think it might have been him or Saturn. I think it was Saturn. It was Saturn, actually. God, yes. that, that's a Motley crew. <laughs> <laughs> and they played Motley crew. They all come splashing down on Jimmy King, and he's just pretty much, he's done. Say, um, Titus Sinclair comes out and goes, I'm, you're done. I'm through with you. R.I.P., motherfucker. Well, he didn't say motherfucker then. He actually does have the one. He gets the, the one fuck in the movie. And we should say Titus Sinclair is played by uh, noted character actor Joe Pantoliano. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so obviously Sean and Gordy are upset. They are driving the shit mobile <laughs> down the interstate, just crying their eyes out. <laughs> and they end up flipping These the goddamn. These fucking allergies. Goddamn Sinclair allergies. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page. God <laughs> oh, damn it. And then they flip the shit mobile. <laughs> and like literal doo-doo comes flying out of the top of this tank. Like gooshes all over the roads. Like they literally have to have like cops and farmers like sweep up the doo-doo. And then what should happen next? But a fucking 18 viewer just like, whoa, didn't see this coming. And then like he fucking crashes. Toilet paper shoots out of the side of it. So they're covered with doo-doo and toilet paper. Because it's like... Talk about that for just a minute. It, this movie is fucking Looney Tunes at points. <laughs> and, and, and how, like, wholly unique this movie's tone is because you got the just wacky Looney Tunes, like the fucking semi 
fishtailing and running into literal shit as it sprays on people. <laughs> like literally, it's like a Gallagher concert where they just get like tied away with yeah. doo doo water. I mean, and, and like some of it feels mean spirited. All, all the while, all this is happening. This, this like faux John Williams ass music is playing. <laughs> like these motherfuckers hitting that sharp four. We're trying to get that epicness <laughs> in the house. Like, like this is fucking ET. And I feel like this movie was made by ET. <laughs> we're, we're glossing over the best part. Immediately after, and first off, I can't call it the shitmobile. That is copyrighted by the Trailer Park Boys. I take that back, um, boys. I'm sorry. No disrespect. Well, we, we're, 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 we're copyrighted right now, TMTMEM, the shit copter. Yeah. <laughs> but when immediately after <laughs> the Dookie truck tips over, and he's like, is that raw sewage I'm smelling? He's like, yeah, I kind of always like that smell. Yeah, me too. Kind of smells like French toast. What? French toast dipped in shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> what planet does liquid ass juice uh, every line to French toast? Every line in this movie feels like it was mad-libbed. I mean, probably was. And, 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 and it kind of goes into, like, how hit and miss a lot of it is. Because, like, to me, that joke fell, like, completely flat. But yeah. then there are some moments, and it's not, like, ironically funny. It's genuinely funny. Because I remember that specific scene in the trailer. And even then, I'm just like... Hmm. Really? You put, you put this one in the trailer? It's uh, like, you, 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 you led with this? <laughs> oh, they, they were saving the good stuff for the theater, well, bud. You know, everything happens for a reason. And you got to ask yourself, WWKD, what would King do? Those snazzy bracelets that Sean made for There's the like both of them. Sculpted leather bracelet? I'm yeah, genuinely that- surprised you don't own one, Cannon. I need one. I feel like you do. I have a I have a leather guy. I can probably make it happen. I feel like you should dress up as Jimmy King for Halloween like every year. And I, I'm shocked you haven't. Oh my god! Why haven't I fucking thought of this? Why haven't you? You this like, can't you be a hard beard and the, the hair. Like just. I mean, I, I, I wasn't. I guess I wasn't wrong with thinking like <laughs> like like uh, our boy had some canon energy in this movie. Like you, you can you can bring it full circle. Also, this, I, this movie is canon energy. That is a quote. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> write that down. Write that down. Oh my god! Oh my god! I have a banner perfect for it. It has them on it, and it's all stretched in yellow. Just put that on there and be like, "This movie is canon energy." <laughs> but they decide, you know what? We got to go find the king. We got to get him back. We got to get him that belt. We got to get him back on top, right? So they go on the hunt, and they find they. Wait! Oh nope! I'm not. I can't gloss over this. They're hitchhiking, and uh, some a nice van of nuns pick them up. Mm-hmm. Just, just the nicest ladies, and um, who one of which? Oh, hell, fuck it! All of them know Van Halen, right? Yeah, they <laughs> to, to running with the devil. Had the lighters out as soon as all of them flicked those fucking lighters. I know it's stupid, but it was hilarious. <laughs> and then we get the scene that I'm not gonna lie. I, little me thought this was the funniest fucking scene ever, but this is one of those that definitely fell flat, flat as fuck when I watched it now. When he goes, all right, I got to ask you a question and don't lie to me. Okay. Swear to God. No, we got all this religion, but you need to be honest with me. How many times did you fart in that van? He's like, none, man. Wasn't me. Swear to God. Wasn't me. Swear to God. Oh my God. They're the farting nuns. 
Yeah, crickets. Like that, that, that felt like it was a, like they thought it was a reference to it. it just, I just, I don't. It, it, it felt like it was like very pointed, but like it just didn't make sense. You know what? It kind of, it kind of feels like how like anime humor doesn't really translate to English all that well. Yeah, and, and so it. <laughs> So what would be funny in, like, Japanese, put in the English context, just sounds like a non sequitur. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of, like, the jokes that fell flat, it felt like lol XD random. I guess, like, I guess, like it's just kind of like the, quote, inherent funniness of nuns farting. I mean, but something like... like the, they they should have just, like, gone with those nuns are disgusting or something like... Because that's at least a failed joke as opposed to... What the fuck are you talking I mean, about? Those were the farting nut. Like, wasn't I they mean, like unless a, they're going to pull like a Blazing Saddles bit where there's just like a whole scene of them farting. No, well, wasn't there like <laughs> a, a property back in the day, something like like flying a flying nun? nun? Yeah, yeah. Sally Field, yeah. If that's what they were shooting for, they still fucking failed. Yeah, like, I, I, think I don't even... Maybe it was like there might have been a joke that got cut out from <clears throat> earlier that it was a reference to and they just forgot... But it's this, like we, we have to we have to fill this sixty seconds with something. Yeah. But how how do you find the king? You find the nearest hacker available, who just so happens to be at this gas station they get dropped off at. Yeah. Played by the Shermanator himself. And I don't have his actual name in front of me. So <laughs> <laughs> he played the Shermanator in the American Pie movies. Uh Chris Owen. Yeah, that guy. One of the many characters who look like a third cousin of Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. He doesn't like talking on the phone because talking on the phone is for pussies. Yeah, doing anything is for pussies. Yeah, his, his, the whole bit for him is like he's a hacker, but also his dad thinks doing anything is for pussies. And, like, I, 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 I love seeing, like, the very, like, dated, like, product placement in the movie as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like how he had this very conspicuous, bright blue, like, Apple computer, <laughs> like, Apple home set up. <laughs> and he's just like, Hacker Man, the, you know, this, this newfangled thing called the net. Yeah. I can find anybody on the net. He just little just Google searches oh, his ass. And then, like, Gordy is playing with a... With a, uh, a DDP action figure. It's like one of those, like, 12, like, 14-inch action That's a big one. I had the DDP one, actually, and the Goldberg one. So I'm looking at the one where the, it's the king, and I was like, they actually had to make that for this movie. There's no other way around it, right? Or they just, like, found the nearest Canyon action figure and, like, dressed him up like a king or something. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that figure actually this and Matt Cardona spent... And an exorbitant amount of money buying something he didn't really want in the first place, but he kind of felt obligated to do. Like, we spent, like, what, $3,000 on a prototype of a big boss man action figure? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, which he eventually sold because, like, oh, this is too much even for me. <laughs> and now, this is when um, our um, lead gentlemen find out that, um, you see, that's the thing. Like, I do love this movie, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And I do agree that. It makes wrestling fans look like dumbasses. But yeah. at the same time, look at today in the modern era, wrestling fans make wrestling fans look like dumbasses. Yes. I mean, so, uh, <laughs> it like, kind of comes full circle it, almost. Time's a flat circle. Because it, it feels like it's trying to, like, you know, reel in the wrestling fans, but it's like it shit is on them the entire way. It's trying to be all things to all people. Because yeah. they know the wrestling fans will show up for the wrestling stuff. Yeah. But they want regular people to come in like, oh, look at these idiots that love wrestling. This is a funny movie. 
and it's just, it just doesn't work either way. Yeah, yeah you can't. He's like. You can't have it both ways, and this is probably one of the many reasons why this movie failed. Yeah, yeah, it feels like oddly mean spirited at points. It's like, like in a kind of uncomfortable way. Yeah, like like the, like the main characters like they're stupid and unlikable and just like annoying. So, but like at least for us, because like obviously it's the reason why this movie is like two point four on Letterbox, like. You can watch this and be like, this is I'm just fucking that. insufferable dog shit. I do have bad news for you, Cannon. What's that? I checked earlier. Freddy Got Fingered is at a 2.7 on Letterboxd. Okay. I just, uh, I, I'm upset at that. <laughs> I'm movie. saying that as a fan of Freddy Got Fingered, too. <laughs> also, the, the, the ratings on that one, like the graph they have, looks like a city because it's each main number is at the same level and then each mm. half star is at the other le- like a lower level so it's building small building building yeah. small building i guess it's really in, weird i guess in like retrospect cuz especially in wcw in this time frame because i mean if they didn't know what they were doing they were just either blind or just stupid because i thought the point was for them to get eyes on their product and at this point it's already been like maybe a year year and a half in the making that they are just like shit in the bed constantly weekly at this point that's when yeah. they just lost the war well, according to imdb cuz i looked it up some of the trivia this movie released 2 weeks before russo gave himself the title which is that's where they were at the time so yeah no they were not making good decisions yeah but like i guess like me <sighs> As I mean, obviously, back in the day when this movie came out, I was still a fucking kid. I didn't really, you know, get the whole, oh, this, this movie's like poking fun at wrestling fans. But at the same token, like, as a wrestling fan, this movie doesn't upset me. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I'm like, not mad at it. Does it does it do things that, you know, eh, a little coonsie coonsie? I'm like, yeah, but... Eh. I, I mean... Eh. It's like, I didn't make it. We didn't make it. <laughs> but somebody made it. Somebody yeah. made it. And Who's the director again? What has he done, actually? I know. I'll that up. Yeah, that'll be a good thing to look up while we take our commercial break. Okay. We right at that time. Uh, so, you know, enjoy this Christmassy message. Uh-oh. As we'll be... Oh, no. This man has an itinerary. Oh, I'm excited for this. Uh, yes, enjoy this Christmassy plug for our merchandise that none of you ever buy. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I was told to do this or I'd be fired, and I really need this job. But look, I'm, I'm an elf, and we're overworked, and the boss man said that you need to go to tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness, whatever that is. I just, I just want to go back to making rocking horses, but they've moved me to the jack-in-the-box section, and those springs are really hard to get right. So could could you guys just go like buy some shirts or something from these these podcasters that gave the fat man all those fucking cookies? Seriously, just just buy a shirt. It'd make my Christmas a little bit better. Alright, that's this tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. Just like buy a buy a sticker or something. God stupid. 
And welcome back to this birthday episode of Caging Greatness, where we're discussing Ready to Rumble. Ken and I believe we left off with uh, the worst screw job since Montreal. Yes, uh, but breaking news, a fan just fucking attacked Seth Rollins on Raw. Like, like Jesus that. Christ, it's yeah. everywhere now. Yeah, I love, like, breaking news, four days later. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, I forgot. This <laughs> shit comes <laughs> out days later. To us, it's like 30 minutes, <laughs> Yes, so that's fine. But anyway, yes, um... <clears throat> At this point, we've seen the dookie. We've seen the toilet paper. <clears throat> Gordy and Sean decide we are going to find the king. But before we go on, what else? Who directed this movie again, the, Pat? The director of Ready to Rumble is Brian Robbins. Okay. And, and this is his filmography. Why is that name familiar? We have 1995's The Show, which is about a, it's a hip-hop documentary. Yeah. Uh, next, we have 1997, Good Burger. Good That's Burger? My, really? Oh, fuck. Name. I see one on your iPad. I, oh, God, no. Uh, we have 1999's Varsity Blues. Yep. That makes sense. Two people from that movie are in this movie. Yeah. Then we have Ready to Rumble. Okay. Then we have the 2001 baseball, baseball drama flick, Hardball. Mm. Starring Keanu Reeves, yeah. never saw that. Where he teaches like inner, it's like inner city kids uh, the, the goods of baseball. Right. Uh, then we have 2004's The Perfect Score, which is like this hacker con heist movie. He's a big fan of hackers. Uh, <laughs> and then we jump to 2006, which is the Tim Allen remake of the Shaggy Dog. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! This and, man's career. And then, and then in two, it's not over. We have 2007 and the cinematic classic Norbit. Oh no! Oh god! Followed up by 2008's Meet Dave. Oh no! Oh. And then, lastly, 2012's A Thousand Words. Please tell me he's been stopped. Well, that's his last one so far. Okay. So basically, he oh. was. He, I, this man is uh, part responsible for the end of Eddie. Eddie <laughs> he spent 12 years <laughs> torpedoing his own career. Oh, man. So confirmed, Radio Rumble's his best movie. No. <laughs> I mean, I think. <laughs> I think no, Vars- there's a couple in there. I actually like Varsity Blues. Vars- I think Varsity Blues is technically the the best at 2.9. I think we can all agree that Good Burger is the best. Welcome to Good oh, Burger. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's actually at a, a flat three. Well, there you go. But Varsity Blues is number two. But, uh, and then Ready to Rumble, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> We're like rating his movies now. <laughs> Ranking. <laughs> but don't worry. <laughs> the filmography of Brian something Robbins. something. Robbins. <laughs> Robbins, yeah. Robbins. But <laughs> while we do But Jackie Dog was his first movie. Okay. So, um... Uh, we're hacking. We're finding out uh, where the deep by hacking just being fucking Google. Yeah, <laughs> these dipshits can't <laughs> turn on a computer. To hacksaws. It's like what, what was the website like? Hackers Way or some yeah. shit. Hackernet. Hacker. I don't know. Hackerman. <laughs> but um, um, and through this they end up meeting uh the queen uh Eugenia. And uh, played by Caroline Rhea, who you might know as Aunt Hilda from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yes, this is correct. 
And she also had her short-lived talk show in the uh, <laughs> in the 2000s. Holy shit, she had a talk show? Yeah. Holy uh, guess what? It didn't last. Uh, I think it was after Rosie O'Donnell had her show. And then it's like, oh, we need another funny lady to take this TV spot in the daytime. And you know what? Spin a wheel. We got <laughs> Caroline Rhea. <laughs> but, um, and oh, God. This is where, uh, uh, this isn't the first nut shot. This is um, um, one of many that we've get in this movie. There are a lot of dick like, like in this five movie. of many at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the sound they make in this movie, it's like literal like walnuts cracking. It's like it, it sounds like when in Jackass where they where they kick somebody in nuts with their bare foot. Like honestly, I, there's a bit. Oh wait, the kicking didn't happen then. I'm I'm skipping ahead. God damn it! Sorry. There, there's a bit <coughs> in Dragon Ball Z abridged by Team Four Star who are huge wrestling fans that I have to believe is at least halfway inspired by this movie where in one of the, the movie dubs they do, Vegeta keeps getting kicked in the dick just over and over and over and over. And at one point he goes, why do they keep kicking me in the dick? Well, before I keep, you know, fucking up my, my shit here, um, they meet uh, the wife and the kid and, you know, they, they find out that Jimmy King is kind of a shithead. He, like, skipped out on the wife, like, been skipping what? Alimony two, two years for alimony, child support, dental yeah. bills. Yeah, his grown ass man of a son yeah. <laughs> has the like one of the biggest teeth you've ever seen with like one of the biggest braces. Like I don't know. Also, the man has a butt crack that starts like halfway down his back. <laughs> and, and, and I just have a high butt crack, y'all. But this is still <laughs> I that bit was split in half. This is still one of my funniest bits of the movie is when they meet the parents of Jimmy King. And then he starts, they start telling them uh, where he's gone and whatnot. And he's like, oh, well, what? no, 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 I beg to differ. You see, he didn't drop out of school in the 10th grade. He worked really hard in high school. And when you died in a plane crash, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he worked really hard in college and he supported you while carrying two jobs. And the dad's just like over it. I'm going to kick your ass, freak. The fact he's like you when y'all died in a plane crash. I, that again, that was a, I love it. That was a good bit. That was a genuinely good bit. Fun bit of trivia: the guy who played Jimmy King's dad is actually David Arquette's father. Really, really? I didn't know that. Louis Arquette. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's neato. I yeah, like that. It's fun stuff. So uh, Jimmy King borrowed their mobile home and is just set up shop somewhere, and he is. Um, Dressed up in a dress, some uh, sunglasses, and a wig. Mm. And they see their hero in this state, and they're like, what? What's going on? What is happening? I can't be Jimmy King. But it is. And <laughs> they they um, have to uh, ultimately end up paying like a $30, $5 personal appearance fee. Because they're like, hey, oh, we're just five minutes with the king. How much money you got? <laughs> $30. $30. <laughs> Personal appearance fee. Huh? <laughs> go in, and he's just. I love how Oliver Platt apparently is the best at playing just like a drunken <laughs> buffoon. Because this entire movie, it's just drunken buffoon. <laughs> like he's always oh, yeah. in a state of like he just woke up after pounding uh, two cases of uh, Mick. Uh, I mean, he pounds beer. This movie. people yeah. have been sleeping on Oliver Platt for a long I've time. The dude's great. Okay. He is great. Like y'all were talking. Y'all mentioned Lake Placid earlier. Lake Placid. He was great, and he's also uh, one of my favorite. 
uh, voice acting bits from one of my favorite video games. He was in SSX Tricky, ah. along with David Arquette. Ooh. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> look what his most recent film is, John. What is oh, this? Fuck. What is his most recent film? <laughs> what um, is his most recent film? The Charlie Kaufman movie. I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. No. Okay. But um, <laughs> that movie's depressing as um, fuck. And and in this scene, uh, he's basically uh, telling the fans like it is. Like, look, it's just a show. Wrestling's not real. I'm just a guy that got fired. I'm not a king. I'm just a dude playing a character. He's basically telling him what wrestling really is. And and then they're just, like, getting disheveled. And then he, he does kind of get a little mean at times, like calling them names and shit like that. But, you know, it's like to drive the point home, I guess. And right before they leave, it's like, how can you be phony if we believe in you? To be fair, though, with the 30 minutes we've spent with these characters up until now, none of those names really seem that out of place. Because these dudes are, like, they're endearing in a weird sort of way, but they are dumb as hell. I don't even know if endearing is necessarily the right word. Like, you, you don't absolutely hate them, but they're also, like... The, the man, Especially David Arquette is. Yeah, isn't it weird that like Scott Conn's character is the more on the level of the two? Like, like yeah. he's like pretty chill, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like obviously he had to have like someone who's like more down to earth in order to make the buffoon like work. Because like if you just had like two completely just shitheads are at the same level of stupid. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. the, the straight man role for as much as there can be a straight man yeah. role. Yeah, like, he's like definitely this. the straighter of the two. Like, it, like, they have a Mary Pippin dynamic from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, no, that's very mm. fair. But, or at least movie Mary and Pippin. Yeah, but um, Jimmy King admits, you know, he would, he does, I'm not gonna lie, I would love to take at least one more swing at that little turd bub. And then that's when uh, Gordy decides to literally yank him off of the chair and like almost he just puts him in a leg lock, almost puts him in a figure four, almost. Yeah. And then that's just lights a fire under King's ass. He fucking beats the shit out of him. But them being wrestling fans, they're like they're about it. They're like, come on, crown us. His finishing move is a double axe handle off the top rope, which he calls the crown. Please crown us. He knocks them both out with it. Shoot style crown. Mm-hmm. Hard way. Put them to fucking sleep. Okay? No. King don't play around. He, King he does don't. not play around. Then the next day, uh, pours beer on their face. He's like, you know what? Let's go. I'm going to take you up on your offer. Let's go. So they just show up in New York for Nitro. They roll King up literally on a throne, but it's a porta potty throne. A porcelain yeah. throne. He's like, smells like poop in here. Little me thought Oliver Platt saying smells like poop in here. I fucking died. Do you remember? I forgot what they were called. Do you remember? What were those little devices that recorded like 15 seconds of audio? It was like yakbacks or some shit? Yeah, I think that's the yeah, yakbacks. I had one of those, and I don't know why. <laughs> little stupid, weird, very niche fun fact about that Canon guy. I used my yakback to record certain lines from Ready to Rumble and would play it back. I'll take it to school. With me and just be like, smells like poop in here. And I'm like, ah, ah, yes, breakfast pizza, bring me another. And so it's just the young canon version of saying fatty's fart, too. <laughs> God. But they, they you know, if they, they went a little further, this could have become a fatty's fart, too. Oh, man. I love how if, if if the diehard fans, the diehard fans of the Cajun Greatness podcast who listen, they're, they're listening oh, to our deep... Everybody in this room. Thanks, Frank. 
like our deep analysis of Ready to Rumble and that guy that just got so mad that we didn't talk about raising Arizona enough. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I love how we'll be, we'll be like, hey, this movie is so good we have nothing to say about it. But let's talk about this dog shit movie I mean, in detail. Well, I'm sorry. I've waited two weeks for this. Y'all are going to have to fucking deal. <laughs> anyway. So we're in... The- we're there uh, with Sinclair and DDP. Uh, they're about to shoot their opening um, promo for Nitro. And then DDP calls King of Bum, and you don't call the King of Bum. He busts through that porta potty. And, and I know this is a movie, okay? But I'm also thinking about this po- this whole scene. At, like, this is, a, this is a movie. You got to think about it as... It, I guess, actually happening in that reality at that time. So right now, you have a real wrestling show where somebody just got snuck in in a torta potty. Yes, I called it a torta potty. That's a bit nobody here will understand. I'll explain later. But <laughs> he walks out and just beats the shit out of DDP on a wrestling show and gets a pin on him. I'm sorry. It's just great. I mean, <laughs> it's not, it, it, considering the state that WCW, I feel like that could have logically happen. Yeah. Considering like, all the, like... And, and they were like, oh, the, the, he's going against my plans, yeah. but this is fine television. And, and this is what really kills me. WCW, uh, God damn it, they brought in RoboCop to save Sting. They brought yeah. in Chucky to have a rivalry with goddamn Rick Steiner. Yeah. I mean, why not... Uh, fuck it. Why not bring in Oliver Platt as the, as the king? Let him learn how to fucking scoop slam a motherfucker a couple of times. That would have been rad. I mean, he might not have wanted to do it. I mean, Rose, it's true. You know, Rose McGowan has talked several times about how much she fucking hated oh, she everything about doing this movie. She, she, I remember reading she threw away the script three times. Three times. Because, you know... It's, uh, I mean, <laughs> can't really blame her. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something I was thinking of. Like, usually I'm not a fan of white dude bro comedy movies, but because, like, I just remember, like, I just remember, like, growing up, there's just a glut of those in, like, the late 2000s, early 2010s. But there's just something about the chaotic energy of this movie that sort of just wraps back around for it to be, like, entertaining again. But I also know. How, so, like I said earlier, someone can watch this film and then just be like, it, this is fucking insufferable. Yeah. I do like the irony that most of us don't really care for the dude bro type comedy, and yet we've been accused of being a dude bro show. I mean, oh, I, like, I, I definitely understand how someone could think that. Because, oh, this is just a bunch of. <laughs> we just dudes being dudes doing this. Just, just a bunch of, like. We just guys being dudes. Put that on a shirt. Dude bro show. We got called a dude bro show? We have been called that. Is that a, a comment? Few times. Is that one of our comments? No, on? like, no one, no one has the chutzpah to say it where it can be traced. <laughs> but I have heard rumblings and mentions. But, that's like, fine. but obviously, like, that's a fair assessment because someone can just, oh, this is just, like, for. Like dudes like talking about dude shit in like very like traditionally dude terms and like that's you know that's that's their valid point if that's if that's how they say it I know I don't know what like, we can do to really dispute that uh, <laughs> and and plus like it falls into like that sort of what I was just like oh this is like stupid man children like fucking up and like somehow making their way and like achieving something when like they're just like loser nobodies who who 
are just good at nothing and yeah. somehow they manage to succeed, which is probably really in, in, uh, infuriating to a lot of people out there who are like, oh, we actually try, and there are just these people who d- dipshit who get elevated above their stations in life. Yeah, but these are, you know, <coughs> fictional characters doing fictional things. Well, you know, uh, fiction and reality have a new, an interesting intersection to people, <laughs> especially when that fiction... Looks a lot like reality in yeah, certain right. regards, and yeah. like I don't want to like gloss over. Like I forgot the one part before, like where they get a glimpse of the nitro girls. <laughs> yeah, you just didn't understand boobs, boobily boob. Yeah, boobs. just literally every other word is just boob, boob, this, boob, that. That's yeah, naked, yeah, that's that, naked, that, that, that that's scene felt really uncomfortable. Like, like where they're just like leering into. Just the, like, can't imagine why Rose McGowan didn't like the film. <laughs> I mean, the blooper, yeah. the blooper reel that was featured after the fact, you can, I, I, you can like see it in Rose McGowan's eyes. She's like, I'm just done. Fucking pay me at this. Point. <laughs> it, it's definitely a paycheck movie for her, and you know I don't blame her. But um, anyway, um, uh, they come in there. But since you know it's not a sanctioned match, you know he's not the champion. But Sinclair's like, you know what? Fuck it. You you want another shot at the belt? We'll do it. We're gonna do it in Vegas, and I'll even give you a million dollars. Which this part of the movie I never really noticed until tonight. It's very confusing, mm. uh, especially you know in his delivery. He goes, "You don't even have to win. All you have to do is survive." Well, but uh, if you sur- if you survive, you get this belt. I was like, "Well, if you survive, you get the belt. That means you win the fucking match." So, are you saying that if he's still breathing at the end, you know what? I'll still give you the million, but I, I don't fucking know. I-, I think they were working off the logic of like. I know this doesn't make sense, but this sounds cool. I mean, it could be. But I didn't think it sounded good. Jimmy King did mention at one point that he thought that Sinclair was trying to legitimately kill him. I think they were trying to legitimately kill him, which is so he was... I think Sinclair was doing that as a threat of like, look, we will actually try to kill you if you show up to this fucking thing. Yeah, because I will say, because that that opening beating again with DDP, like when when Jimmy King realized it it wasn't a fucking kayfabe anymore... Like, you can hear, like, the lob and punches of the sound of it. And he got his ass, like, real... Well, not really, but, like, yeah, was, in that he, universe. No, he was about to... He, he asked him to... It's just like, work me over, brother. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, the whole time, like, Jimmy, um, Jimmy King is scared. Like, even when they're making this uh, grudge match, he is like, no, whoa, 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 don't want any part of it. No, no, no. They're over there. They're out there partying. Uh, Jimmy... King's trying to prepare. He's like, he he downs two shots and then tries to take down two eggs (laughs) and then immediately spits them out. He's like, hey, no goddamn way, baby. Just runs away and falls in a sewer hole. (laughs) But, you know, he's with the Dookie twins. He's with the Dookie twins and they know how to track Dookie pipes and they found him. (laughs) The Dookie? Also, wait. The Dookie? One of the best parts in the movie. I think Jonathan actually might have missed this, but it was when <laughs> Mean Gene Oakland was at the party's drunk as fuck, just doing a disco dance, and he looks over and King goes, "Do people think I'm sexy?" <laughs> 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 oh, I'm, we miss you, Mean Gene. R.I.P. But um, and at this point, um, oh God, what was her name? Rose McGowan's name again? Sasha. Sasha. Yeah. Something. Well, yeah. Sasha shows up and is all about some Gordy all of a sudden for some reason. It, 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 it was like one of those things where like the. the the movie actually got me. I'm yeah. like, there's no way th- th- this woman would be into this literal psychopath. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, it's because uh, it was a w- trick. It's like, cause it, it, Which I don't know if that's better or worse. <laughs> because, I, I, because this is the type of movie where like just hapless... Di- 
dipshit dude somehow like endears himself to like a smoking hot woman and which like you know that happens in like all these dude bro comedies but like I was like, oh yeah, they. Well, oh, she was faking the whole time. Well, okay. And, you know, part of you know, part of me thought while well, I was watching him trying to like. It's kind of a lateral move. <laughs> trying try to like, like spit game at Rose McGowan. It's like, is this how David Arquette wooed Courtney Cox? And I kind of feel like that was what it was. Like. I really hope not, because that was. <laughs> but some, it, it's like, like, honey, you need to have better standards. That, that was psychotic. Walks up to Courtney boom, Cox. Boom, hey, boom. do you like bananas? I heard you like bananas. I brought bananas because the flower store was closed. Uh, 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 but just but just on like this like trifecta of actors, because Rose McGowan and David Arquette in this movie. I sincerely believe that Ready to Rumble is actually the prequel to Scream. Yep. Yeah, because they were siblings yep. in Scream, and and they they fucking in this one. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and spoiler alert: David Arquette becomes a cop at the end of the movie, and then like he's a cop in Scream. Yeah, I thought they were going to go a cab, but <laughs> I mean, it was still a little. It, it was kind of like because especially his dad and his family. <laughs> or just like acted like cops. They're like oh, rock yeah. hard about being cops. And they're like, literally, they're like threatening him with violence, like pointing a gun at his shooting face. refrigerators with his post. Yes, his on. dad also says, "Hey, you're going to be a cop and only a cop, and if not, I'm basically going to shoot you." So yeah, that's the that's his dad's mentality the whole movie. His sister's a cop. His mom's a cop. But um, and it's it, it's like a slapstick comedy though. Yeah, like, like there, you said, it's Looney Tunes. There, there's so, there's so many points in this movie. This like this feels like an R-rated Nickelodeon movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, that's <laughs> or, or yeah. like or like all the silly parts of a Terry Gilliam movie. But but how are we feeling about Martin Landau as a, a Sal Bandini, heavily inspired by a Stu Hart? Obviously, he was great. But I, I love that character. I'm he was kind funny. Of upset because Jack Palance was apparently the original guy they wanted for that. Yeah, really. And he would have been incredible. But Martin Landau was wonderful. Yeah, he really he showed out for this role. It's like a small like he was very entertaining. Like he's he's just like this wiry old man who just like really he's really good at wrestling. He tries to like. Teach the king, you know, the basics, and then yeah. but because you know those old men you meet, and, and they're just like little old nothing, you know, little hunched over, and then you shake their hands, and then they got those like grizzled old man hands, oh, yeah. old man, and, and you're yeah. just like. You could kill me by just <laughs> farting on me. It's like literally, they, they're like smashing walnuts with their hands, but then like every other moment, it's just like they just got the rickets, like they're just shaking. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to throw this up on social media. Um, uh, apparently, during this podcast, Jimmy has been doodling uh, a little Jimmy King over there on the legal pad. <laughs> he just sent it in the chat. <laughs> That's awesome. It made me happy. <laughs> uh, well, and speaking of Jimmy King, like I love how I I love like his. <clears throat> His vocal tick of just like he says, oh, I don't know about bits. I don't know about. Uh, I don't know about this baby. Like he, how he ends every sentence with like baby. Yeah, so, talking about that bit, like I thought was f- funny. I like that. Mm. I mean, if, if Hogan says brother every five seconds, then yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Jimmy but, King says baby. But they take him to, to Sal Fandini so he can, you know, learn the tools of the trade to get back to, ba- just get back to him. basics. Fucking. But um, but then, of course, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Sasha is actually in cahoots with Titus. And um, 
uh, later on in the film, Sid Vicious and Perry Saturn sneak into Sal Vandini's house to attempt to hurt him. But, you know, Sal Vandini, he... He knows his shit and can apparently just dis-fucking-peer out of thin air. Like, instant <laughs> fucking transmission. But he did have, like, trap doors and shit, obviously. That, that was, was no. But he, like, like, like I said, it, it feels like Pink Panther. Like, like, yeah. the, like the movies, not the cartoon. And also, I'm going to give a little shine on Perry Saturn. I'm, I'm glad he got some lines in this movie. Yeah, I love Saturn. Yeah, I love Saturn, too. He was... Man, I really appreciated him. He... Um, too bad he got a little too angry at a jobber who didn't know what he was doing that one time. Yeah. And yeah. also, by the time this movie came out, he had already left the company. Yeah. He was in WWF uh, when <laughs> this WCW movie came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. There was a, a lot of flippy floppies in his days, obviously, because this company was dead in less than a year at this point. But, um, and also, Perry Saturn, if I remember the story correctly, he saved a woman from a couple of, like, muggers, I believe, yeah. and got shot, like, twice and didn't know he was shot until after the fact. Yes, that is correct. Holy shit. What a beast of a man. Yeah. Goodness gracious. But anyway, they did get, unfortunately, old Sal Vandini in the end, and they put him in the hospital, <laughs> which apparently Sal in the hospital just makes him feel like a kid again. Yeah, no, he was enjoying like, it. Like, like, he's just like this... Like this wide motherfucker who's just like, you know what? I just love to scrap. So, like, like he's just like, ha ha. This reminds me back of the me being the kid, and it's like, yeah, he he just loves uh, the rumble. But Sal is down for the count at this point. Gordy has uh, overheard Sasha talking to Titus over the phone, and and he is done. And uh, Jimmy King is done with trying to get a butterfinger. But anyway, that was a funny bit. I mean, bit. literally, we had a butter in the finger like earlier. There's a bit Sal got a butterfinger. He's like, oh, my favorite. Jimmy King is eyeing that like, oh, like it was the last goddamn butterfinger on earth. He's like, oh, what? But uh, anyway, um, they leave. They go back to their hometown so they can get a crew together. Wait a minute. When did they meet Goldberg? Did I, I glanced over well, that no, completely? They, they go to try and get Goldberg because he needs a uh, the king needs a king's court. Yeah. And Goldberg says no. And then I think uh, did, did, they, did they have this little bit that's just basically my name is Earl, but for like <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah, the Goldberg thing I think was right before Sal got put in the hospital. Yeah. And then Sal gets put in the hospital, and then they go back to Wyoming <laughs> to train. Yeah. And then, but as soon, literally as soon as they get back, like, uh, Gordy's dad has a, tr like a tracker bug up his butthole. He like rolls up and is like, get in the car. You're going to be a cop. And so he goes away. And then, um, Sean and the King, one final attempt, try to get him to come with him. But he's like, no, I got to get rid of these childish things. I got to be an adult and be a police officer. But really what he was saying is like, Bitch, have you seen this bomb ass room I got? <laughs> well, With like a, a full fuck, like a whole ass couch, and, like, and those shelves were on point. That was just somebody's fucking living room. It had to yeah. have been for real. Yeah, like that was just like posted straight up. But um, anyway, it, it's time to go to Vegas. Um, we're rolling off to Vegas, but um, the um, the girl from the Burger Shack, uh, Sean, is like he realizes. You know what? You've been really nice to me. I figured it's time for me to return the favor. I'm going to give you a Hard Rock Cafe shirt. And you know what she gives him in return? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the vagina. Oh, man. Yeah. They get in that RV and, like... <laughs> well, 
and like I'm just like I'm sorry, dude. Like, when, like literally the whole town's like waving goodbye. It's like goodbye, good luck, everybody. And then they drive away. He's like, hold on, we gotta let this naked girl out. Yeah, and, like I was like, holy shit, they just drop her ass out in the. And road. he's like, could you at least let her get her clothes back? Like, god damn. And, but then he also say he had a shot of, <laughs> of Scott Con's ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I get. I'm guessing shot uh, Scott Con. It's like okay, he's the looker of the two. He need to show his whole butt. <laughs> All right, we're here. We're here. We're at the main event. We're at the home stretch. All right. Sean rolls up in one of the finest looking red pimp daddy suits. I mean, yeah, he's got the suit suit game covered. It was like, mm, like the way that the way that tie looked and the way it hits with the vest. It was just good for real. As a lifelong fan of ska and and like big band type swing music, if I could get away with that suit, that's all I would ever fucking wear. I don't see why anybody couldn't get away with that suit. Uh, because it's it's ridiculous and impractical. What's stopping people from wearing pinstripe suits again? The fact that uh, fucking incel assholes have taken the trilby and made everybody think it's a fedora because they don't know how to differentiate hats. So now people associate dressing like the 50s and 60s with uh, fuck boys in their mom's basement who want to go back to a time where women weren't allowed to vote. Even though it's just a fashion statement. Cool. I'm going to do it anyway because fuck them. I'm taking well, it like, back. Or in, in, insofar as like if they think just wearing the hat and a fucking Dragon Ball D, the t-shirt, it's like that's enough to give them like class. No, you got to yeah. put the whole yeah. ensemble together. Wait, 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 no, no, you got to complete the ensemble with a mall katana. Look, I'm just, all I'm going to say Also, is, the cargo shorts, a chain mullet, and substitute maybe the Dragon Ball Z-shirt with London. As someone, as someone who recently wore a pinstripe suit jacket to a wedding I'm gonna say uh, I was well let's just say our table at the wedding definitely the best dressed of the whole bunch oh, oh yeah we were <laughs> we were all fly as shit but honestly Cannon you were fly as fuck thank you thank like, you it, it has a good look for you Cannon also I think it's a great look for your OC Batman villain character oh, oh yeah Call, I, and I have dubbed him pinstripe I like it is there a, is there a character named pinstripe no Really? Not that Are I'm you aware shitting of. me? No, okay, but I'm like, shocked at that. what's your like? What's your gimmick? Like, like, what do you do to like kill people? Like, well, apparently, I'm gonna wear a pinstripe suit and I'm an incel, according to Justin. No, 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 no. <laughs> Batman's gonna put <laughs> you in a cell. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's the difference. Like wearing the suit because I own. Three fedoras. Yeah. Legitimate fedoras. Crushable felt fedoras. Yeah. I bought them from villagehatshop.com, not a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I only wear them with the matching suits that I have. Yeah. Because that's, you know, you look, gotta look fucking fly, right? You want I will let you in on something that made me blood boiling mad during uh, already something that I didn't really enjoy doing. On our, at least my short excursion with Survivor Series. I forgot about Baron Corbin. (laughs) There's a moment in my life where I forgot Baron Corbin was a thing. And then I was reminded on Sunday night (laughs) that Baron Corbin, well, now Happy Corbin, apparently, whatever the fuck that is. Well, because he was broke for a while, it seems. And then he got rich in Vegas, and now he's Happy Corbin. I I will, God damn it, I can't (laughs) believe I am giving that douche nozzle a compliment. But that, like, like, almost... Like what was the character in Mortal Kombat with the with the Kung Lao Kung Lao esque fedora hat he had? Jesus Christ, that was fly as fuck. <laughs> Everything else about you is raggedy, you raggedy ass bitch. <laughs> you, know, Whack. you know what I think my favorite wrestling outfit 
might be like legitimately. What's that? Flash Funk. So when Too Cold Scorp was in yeah. WWE, I, I, I was it like a Zoot Suit scenario? Yeah, pretty much. If I remember and correctly. With the, oh, Flash, you are so funky. <laughs> That's how his song started. <laughs> and it was just funky as hell. I, I love how Scott Conn's ensemble during the main event brought us into a full-blown conversation about clothes. I love it. I love yeah. this show. And then we Anything can happen. Oh, there's also, there's also uh, Scott Conn got on fucking fire because it shoots right. made polyester. Oh, yeah. that, that, another, an, I mean, it's hard for me to keep track of the small funny bits that I love about this movie, but this is also one of them. He's like, this is when he finds out it's not just a cage match. A cage match. It's a triple cage match. The point of the belt, the title belt is hanging above this triple stack cage. Mm-hmm. And the point is for you to get up there. First one to tr- retrieve the belt wins the match. And it's literally like for all of you wrestling fans out there that will know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, it's the hell in a cell. And then like a slightly smaller cage on top of that. And then like a teeny tiny cage on top of that, which I, Strangely enough, this isn't WCW's first hurrah at a triple cage. The first one was even worse than this. It was a pay-per-view that happened in Mississippi, I believe. And uh, it was bad. They had, the, they had the cage set up in the stage area. So, That's yeah. So the fans who are around the ring had to focus on a, a triple cage match that was happening in the stage area now. And this was before like the big screens and shit that showed people what was going on in the nosebleeds. Yeah, it was bad. They ultimately like said, fuck it, we're just gonna take everybody and go to the ring now. <laughs> it was very bad. That sounds terrible. Yeah. It, Thank you. Shout out to OSW for bringing that match to my attention. It, it, it is funny how <clears throat> with some opinions of the movie, like they made like wrestling in WCW more fun than the actual product with the with the movie. I will say I like the idea of the triple cage. WCW even had brought this exact cage in a couple of times, even though again this was dying WCW and it was yeah. trash. That's how Russo lost the belt. Yeah, he got speared through it. I think. Yeah. Which, yeah. I guess that counts, I suppose. <laughs> but anyway, we're there, and one of my funny bits. Jimmy King's telling uh, Sean, hey, all right, triple cage, baby. Get ready. Make sure that posse's on standby. And then he gets closer to the ring. He's like, watch out. Watch out for the pyro. He's like, what? I can't understand you. And then the pyro explodes, and his fucking legs are on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I said, watch out for the pyro. And then, (laughs) goddamn, this had the quickest fucking entrances in the history of wrestling. Like, Oh, yeah. I don't even think the ramp was, like, as long as this table Maybe it even was shorter. Not, it wasn't big. But, and then it's like before they even get into the ring, fucking Michael Buffer's like, eh, or was it Mean Gene? I don't fucking No, it was Michael Buffer. Yeah. Michael was Mean Gene like, oh, was fun. the um, announcer like in the first go round. Which is hilarious to me that they got Michael Buffer to do this movie because, you know, the movie's called Ready to Rumble. The w- uh, WCW brought in Michael Buffer to, to do uh, like, Sometimes he would do full cards. I know towards the end he would do, I guess, like main events. Mostly Goldberg matches. Really? They limited yeah. him just the Goldbergs? Well, because usually Goldberg was main event. That's true. And um, and he would do his signature catchphrase, let's get ready to rumble. Now, what is it, like $25,000 he gets paid every time he says that? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he owns the rights yeah. to that phrase. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but what gets me is... Like, he didn't even say his catchphrase. So that means the money to pay him to say his catchphrase wasn't in the budget or some shit. He doesn't say, let's get ready to rumble. He goes, we are ready to rumble. 
could have been a perpetuity rights thing. Probably. But we're here. Ding, ding, ding. And then in true WCW in 2000 fashion, well, WCW in uh, many years, it's not just uh, singled out to 2000. But WCW was very keen on overbooking the shit out of a lot of things. <laughs> and this match, now, for movie's sake, it was great. <laughs> overbooked this to hell and fucking yeah. back. Just, like, people left and right coming in the ring. And then you think Jimmy King's down for the count. And then, what? What? Fucking Gordy shows up in a cop outfit, full cop regalia, and... Drives his motorcycle into the arena, Due into the hazards. ring. Just, yeah, just fucking, oh my God. Mwah. Couldn't have fucking booked it even better, Dano. And it's like, just imagine the logic there. Like, they had to book the pyro for that. They were like, wait, this guy that just showed up out of nowhere, how did you get this outfit? Where did you get a cop bike? Are you even a police officer? Fuck it. Let's let him in the match at this point. They no, already it, have Jimmy King's son under the ring dressed up as some sort of like, Corn slash electro cosplay for some reason, <laughs> which was actually based off the David Flair betrays Ric Flair storyline. Gross! They did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, the shenanigans ensue. Gordy is in the house, and then oh man, we let's talk about the scene where um, Shauna wants to get back with Gordy, <laughs> and then gets just bitch slapped <laughs> with a whole ass ladder. Look, it's terrible. <laughs> It's, 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 it's violence. Very, very, it was like mean spirited violence against this woman. Yeah. But, but the comedic timing was just so goddamn perfect. You can't help but laugh. Yeah. And then like, where, where her, you're just like, like, uh, like in the movie. Like yes. The, she's a heartless bitch. Who's apparently based off of Kimberly page. Really? That's wow. what the IMDB says. Uh, she's hmm. it's like, she's terrible. And like, oh, now that you're a big thing, Gordy, hey, let's get back together. He's like, I can never, never trust you again. And then a ladder just fucking out of nowhere knocks her ass on the ground. <laughs> like, her eyes are dead, glazed over. Well, like, it's I honestly think she's dead. Yeah. Like in the movie like, canon, like she in died. The movie, they killed her. It's like, what the No, fuck? see, this is what happens. Like, this is how we leading the scream. She gets bopped in the head with the ladder. It erases her memory so she thinks she's Jordy's brother <laughs> or sister. And then that's how he becomes a cop in a small town. Like, it all makes fucking sense. I just can't understand why Rose McGowan didn't appreciate this film. <laughs> it, it makes. Now that uh, makes complete sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what? You're telling me you don't want to How do this? she may not have been a fan of this production. But yeah, um, it might have mirrored to real life a little too well. But we're fast forwarding. We got um, both men on top of the cage, right? Mm. And then DDP just slings King down to the first cage. It's like, there's no way he's going to get back up there and get the belt in time, right? Earlier in the movie, there was a scene that I forgot to mention where Titus mm-hmm. Sinclair is having a discussion with Sting! It, yes, it's oh, so good. I apologize <laughs> to your ear. For fun fact, we do that every time Sting shows yes, up. Yes, like, you have to. Yeah, it's law. You I'll get arrested Shivani. if you yeah. don't, okay? Like, it's in Shivani's contract. He has to say that yeah. on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, as an aside, that's something that surprised me. Like, like I'm used to Tony Giovanni being like a lead like commentator for it, but he seemed like he was like more the color announcer to the other fellow there. Yeah, well, Tanae was always more the play-by-play guy, oh, yeah. especially on Thunder. 
so yeah, in in canon, that actually makes sense. Yeah. So, like, that's what I said, as I someone who's never tenet. seen Nitro, like no, 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 that's yeah. fair. Like Tanay yeah. was actually like really good at like just calling in solid in ring action. Yeah. Like he knew his shit. Like that's why he was like in TNA for as long as he was, I suppose. Yeah, and, th- and then you had guys like they'd had Larry Zabisco, <laughs> uh, Bobby Heenan as like the real color commentators, like mm-hmm. the ones who were just clearly yelling about things. And Shivani was always more like the. Well, it's a lot like his role now, like the enthusiast <laughs> who's good at announcing the things that are going to happen where Tanae would just call the matches. Yeah. Tanae was Excalibur, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Titus Sinclair, earlier in the movie, has a conversation with Sting in this dark room. And he basically says, hey, man, I will kill you if you fuck this up. So he he's like, hey, you're helping uh, DDP get over in this match. But... Fucking Sting ain't no bitch, and he works alone. You don't fuck with the vigilante like that. You don't talk to the man who single-handedly took out the NWO with a baseball bat. That's right. Yeah, new on numerous occasions. Man, Sting in a bat is is goddamn can take out more people than. I'm not going there. Anyway, um, <laughs> then Vince McMahon firing his talent. <laughs> Thanos oh, snapping think- his own company out of existence. But then, but then on, things have been going. But then on Survivor Series opening shot, he uh, he he comes out in a stretch summer zine where he has his. Uh, his remaining oh God. talent. Oh God! Cheer as he arrives. And Thanks for not firing me, boss. God damn it! God, it, it was so uncanny. I, I, I that all the skits they had last night made me so uncomfortable. Oh, and they were also plugging The Rock's fucking Netflix movie, The Red Nose, with a fucking hundred million dollar egg. With that bit, didn't even get solved within the story of the pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, they were apparently continuing that on Raw tonight. Fuck that's WWE. That's where the fan, the fan was actually yeah. there to get the egg. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I did anyone, it for the Rock. Um, but Sting's like, you know what? Uh, uh, uh. He comes out the rafters in true Sting fashion and kicks DDP off the cage, pricks him right down to King's level, and now they're both crawling back up to the top, and then inevitably. King scoop slams DDP through all three cages. DDP is dead on the ground at this point. He's not dead. He walked away. It's wrestling. He's not dead. That's not how wrestling works. (laughs) But, um, uh, yeah, King's got the belt. He's now a million dollars richer Mm -hmm. and all is well in the world. And then we get back to the closing scene (laughs) back at the truck stop where, where, um, Sean, Sugar Daddy Dawkins. That's a good name, That's by the way. That name. is a damn good name. It's like Sugar Shane Helms. Just a Ooh, damn good name. Yes. Fucking, uh, <coughs> the, the Gro- Grody. Wait, am I saying his name right now? Mm. Gordy. Gordy. God dick Grody. What the fuck? You're, you're thinking Gordy, Gordy, whatever his last name was, a.k.a. That the pig? Gordy. Gordy. <laughs> the only cop I'm cool with, damn it. I will bust you. And I love the scene where his dad is just yucking it up at his, his son, just like, Doing what he loves, even though he hated it originally. He's like, that's my fucking boy, which means a cop bought that pay-per-view. Yeah. He's like, turn that shit off. It's like, fuck you. These are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a full-on uh, classic father-son face turn for that one. And then we get the scene where um, the kids are like, ah, it was all a fluke. It's only a one-time deal, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, uh, Goldberg uh, uh, looked like Booker T and I think Kidman. Uh, Goldberg just launches Ahmet Zappa through the store window. (laughs) 
And and then we just get the end credits, and then we get us a little blooper reel. Yeah, they just yeah back when movies used to do that. Yeah, I miss blooper reels, goddammit. Also, apparently DDP pitched a scene to go in there where King comes back, and he and DDP make up. It's like, welcome to the business, boys, and DDP's not a total shithead. I would have actually, I mean, at least shoot the scene so you can make it an extra. Yeah, I, mean, I thought that would have been really cool. That yeah, would have been rad, yeah. He, he talked about that in a U shoot like years ago. Yeah. But like, yeah, he, he had pits like an, like an extended or alternate ending where he's like, you know, he, they earned his respect. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. But, like, but, but he plays it like, you know, I'm back for revenge, but then like, haha. And plus, like, didn't they had, <laughs> had maybe planned for there to be a sequel? They were working on it. Apparently. And then a company died. And wasn't there like a rumor about like Jeff Jarrett being mad about not being in the movie, but when the movie was being shot, there was no way he, he wasn't even in WCW when the movie was being shot. <laughs> well, Jarrett's just always mad. So, yeah. By the way, speaking of Jarrett, oh my God, I, I, I forgot the channel uh, name, but somebody did a, a the, the memes, what have you about Perk Angle. Somebody did a video chronicling that entire era of Kurt Angle and TNA, and oh my God, fuck TNA! Like the man was going like first of all like, the, God damn it, the man has been through it all. He won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. He had a broken freaking neck in TNA. The mm. dude was taking like sixty five fucking pills just to function. Yeah, he was hurting and still working every goddamn day. Some say his neck is broken to this yeah. day. Not. And not only that, he's having real marital problems with his wife. That TNA's like, hey, let's make it a storyline. Oh yeah, like that—that that is that is gross. And then has a real last divorce. Jeff Jarrett really marries his fucking ex-wife, gets his kids involved in a storyline next. And I'm just like, fucking hey, because yeah, I know like there, there's like times when like the the kayfabe real life when they like when those lines blur that's interesting but when he gets into like personal shit like that's really fucking uncomfortable perk angle scott hall's alcoholism yeah alcoholism like all those were things that i did not appreciate seeing like only anybody really did it was terrible yeah like even as a kid like i remember seeing like the scott hall bits and like like, even I was just like, this is just, like, gross. Yeah, like, is, why would you do that? This feels exploitative. Yeah, I didn't even know just what that word meant bit. at the time. <clears throat> I was just like, that feels like that E word that Jimmy just said. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, I don't mean to get on a downer note, but yeah. all in all, like, I am actually shocked at how everyone feels. But I'm even shocked at your score. I, you, I, your you reaction, expect- I was on the fence about it. I was like, it could go either way, I feel. I was expecting a one. I was expecting from John, Jonathan. Yeah, really? I was expecting John to I, 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 like like for no, his, for his. I wasn't thinking that low. Like for as many problems as I had, like you, you know some of like weird things here or there, yeah. like like the one scene uh, where like they find King and he's in like a dress and stuff. That was a little weird. But it's like it just gonna be like a like a weird and like. There, and there was this one line was just where, him pretending to be his wife in case somebody came and try and kill him. Yeah, like like there was a was way out, off. but it was still kind of like. Ugh. It was like this could turn to like transphobic real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. <laughs> I'm watching you. <laughs> Watch your ass. And then, like, before Sean, like, um, and I, hell, I'm even going to shit talk in this movie, and I love this movie. There's the part where he, um, the girl that really likes him, but uh, I guess, was it like, she's like one of the guys or something, and then he says, like, oh, that's gay. I'm just like, yeah. what is that? 
What does that even mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm so confused right now. Like, and they dropped, like, the R-bomb in there, too. It's definitely yeah. 2000s. It's a product of its time. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's definitely a, a something. But, like, <laughs> but even, but, like, despite all of that, it... There really wasn't anything like super duper yeah. terrible about it. Yeah. It's just kind of like a mismanaged yeah. movie. And let's and I I'm gonna say it before we cut it off. I do want to give major props and again R.I.P. to Chris Canyon. He did yeah. like all the stunt work for Jimmy King. We mentioned mm-hmm. it earlier, but and you know, Chris Canyon never got the fucking credit he deserved. Oh, he no. was like never. a great worker. I I was lucky enough to watch uh, a good chunk of his work uh, in WCW when he was in the flock and all that. Mm-hmm. And the invade, even when he came over to the invasion, he's like, "Yeah, who better than Cam?" Like it's fucking Canyon. Give him something to do, man. They, they, were, they were gonna write up until Taker found out he was gay, and then Taker killed his push. You see, I didn't know that until the Dark Side of the Ring episode. God, I that, cannot fucking believe they did that. Dark Side of the that episode. I mean, like, Dark Side always fucked shit, but that really fucked me up. Yeah. Like that, that I that one almost. I knew that me one was going to be rough, but again, I loved and appreciated Canyon, and again. You got to hand it to him. Like, in, in the books, they even said it in in that Dark Side. Mm-hmm. This movie is the greatest professional <laughs> wrestling <laughs> movie of all time. If anything, just for hell, even looking back at some of the bumps that Canyon was taking in this movie, like, he was ragdolling fuck. Like, he landed on his neck, like, four or five times. Yeah, yeah. He, he put in the work for it. All, all the, like, stuff, man, like, Sugar Shane Helms, whatever other wrestlers did work on there, unless... You're an asshole. <laughs> so, like Scott can doing his own stunts. I mean, like that's that's impressive. Yeah. Usually, they don't let you do that because, like, yeah. you know, if yeah. you're the lead guy and you get hurt, that just stops the whole movie. I feel like he has to be a wrestling fan to want to do because that suplex he hit on. Uh, I'm assuming that was uh, Shane Helms. Yeah, it's probably on, Shane. That was. It was, was nice. Good. It was a good one. <laughs> he, he looks like he could be a professional. In another, in another world, Scott Cannon could be in, you know, and be out there in the squared circle. But all in all, like I, again, like even as someone who watched this movie, if I had to guess, maybe two or three years ago, for the first time in a long time, I, I mean, I, I know it's not great. It's not even good, but. My God Jimmy is, would say, I unabashedly love this fucking movie. I have a great time with it. <laughs> and if, if anything, I'll, I'll take this movie over all of the dying days of WCW. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> Even by Steiner math, it's yeah. a no-brainer. <laughs> also, I think this movie needs to cut War Horse a check because they said ruled ass about yeah. three or four times, and that's kind of his bit. Oh, he, he probably got, he got, got it from, from this. this but like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he straight stole it from this. And I but then the, also, I'm just going to say cut or War Horse a check. That, that yeah, being no. said, and War Horse, we have to say Young Bucks, Tony Khan, Oliver Platt, David Arquette, Criterion Collection. I mean it when I say it. I, we need the world needs at least a Blu-ray copy of this movie. At least a, I'm not even asking for a fancy. Just just make it happen, Captain. Make it a two two pack with the uh, David Arquette documentary. That would be nice. I think the only copy of this movie on Blu-ray I have ever seen, and it was like a picture online years ago, was in a two-pack with something. I can't tell you what the other one was. It was nothing wrestling-related. Probably eight-legged food Food fight? No, I can tell you for a fact it wasn't Food Some Fight, but I would have bought it, though. Some other terrible David Arquette movie? Hey, I love eight-legged freaks and this I movie. I do, too, but they're, they're <laughs> terrible, though, but I love them. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's a Blu-ray of uh, Eight-Legged Freaks. I think uh, Shout Factory recently just did a, a new yeah. uh, re- restoration of that one, if I remember correctly. Huh. And they can they can restore eight legged freaks. They can restore, yeah, yeah. like hell. Shout Factory, uh, Shout Factory, Scream Factory. I don't care who. We got to get this done. Caging, caging greatness. Now I'm speaking for us all here. Okay, we need it. We need it. We'll sure. be the flag bearer of this <laughs> if movement. I, if and I this, make this happen, then I, I will just retire from life. And this point. is how we'll get the <laughs> 19,800 follows we need on social media to start our own cameo. See, exactly. We, we get the groundswell going to get us the, the, the 4K Ultra HD 1080p version of... Uh, Ready to Rumble, and that just endears us, and that's how we get it. It's, right. it's, it's, it's part of our... First, set plan. first we get ready to rumble, then we get the followers, then we get the khakis, then we get the chicks. Yes. That's how it works. I already forgot what movie that's from. Basketball. Oh, Starring damn. The creators of yeah. South Park. <laughs> which uh, I, I adore that movie. It's terrible and so dumb, but <laughs> I fucking love it. I don't it. know. That movie's hilarious. Question, it's like, <laughs> ready to rumble, cameo, question mark, profit. <laughs> Oh man! Right. Everyone, make it happen, Captain. Yeah. And you know, we did well, like because we're this is, this is it. Like this is our limit for chunks of show. So let's uh, let's get the plugs out of the way and call it a night. John, my friend, my poopy butt friend, my pee pee poo poo full diapy. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, J O N I I B O I twenty four, and John Don't Send twelve on Letterbox. Uh, this is Patrick. Thank you all for listening. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. My art on Facebook at John Lost His Name. If you've listened to The Week It Comes Out on Monday, we release episode 239 of All You Can Hear Podcast for Cannon. Uh, blessed us with a brand new game <laughs> show of his own devising that cameo game where your pals at AYCH try to figure out how much stars of all different stripes and colors. Chars for personalized videos, and it is a, a damn good time. That was fun. I'm, I'm really glad everyone had a good time with that one. I had a blast getting it together for everyone. I did. And, <laughs> and I had a fun being the host, too. Because it was pretty much just the cast of Caging Greatness and Cult. Yeah. Yep. So, I, I don't care what we got to do. We're getting his ass in here live for the next one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and Tanner, uh, he's taking another break. He's a little under the weather, so there will be no new uh, late takes this week, but uh, he'll be back in order uh, soon after, so you can look forward to more late takes from him. Well, I take back what I said about not talking shit about him. <laughs> People need content. We need followers. Uh, we gave him a week off for his wedding. Goddamn, what more does he need? <laughs> And I have been that Cannon Guy. You can find me at that Cannon Guy on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And uh, Tanner, get better, you bitch. We got a podcast to record. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And I, of course, am Captain Chimmy. Uh, You can follow me at Captain Chimmy's Kind of Art, Captain Chimmy's Almost Music. Uh, Check out the Cajun Greatness merch store at tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. We got a lot of cool stuff on there, adding some things here and there. Got a lot more in the pipeline for uh, Christmas season once I get around to doing it. And, yeah, come by the comic strip and say hello and buy something expensive for Christmas. Why not? Just do it. Do it. Do it. it. And, yeah, thank you all for listening. And go watch Ready to Rumble. And we will see you next week with The Pest. Oh, Oh, no. So excited.
So excited. <laughs> and phenom Merry Christmas, assholes. Merry <laughs> Chrysler. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. It was two weeks ago at this point. <laughs> I uh, want to die. Or is yeah. it? I don't know. Fuck it. It's been a week, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how time <laughs> operates. And time's not real. Time it's, is a construct. Yes. And, and, I, and definitely with, with a podcasting... Uh, Time doesn't really matter because you just make one thing and then it goes into the can oh. and, you, and then you just keep going. What did Otto think of the movie? Shit! Otto, what do you think as you hit your hit your vape pen? You don't, hit it to me straight. I don't care, Otto. Tell he me. He seemed to dig it. Huh? He, he was mildly positive. Yeah, he, he's on it. Um, Otto's on his happy side. And he's not even like scrunts up in the middle between his happy and his mad side. So he's definitely right. unhappy. You can just, hit eight DDTs at once. Yeah. Just don't give him a mic. His Twitter's worse than Tanner's. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to we had to uh, we had to take exactly control of Otto's Twitter. Oh, all right. Goodbye, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. <laughs>